Okay, campers, rise and shine, and don't forget your booties, because it's cold out there today. <laughs> Welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Rescue Bots podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I got you, babe. If you're lost and you're looking, you will find me. Not Sunny and Cher. I'm David. I got you, babe. Do 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 do. Okay, that's enough. That's right. This is episode fourteen of season three of Transformers Rescue Bots. Time after time, first aired March twenty first, twenty fifteen. Uh, written by 20, Clay. Are you sure that's? I I thought this came out in the eighties. I mean, <laughs> I mean Malcolm McDowell and David Warner were still working <laughs> at that time, but like they would have been really old. Wait, oh no, we're talking about an episode of Rescue Bots. Sorry, it is a little shocking that neither of them have ever been on Transformers, God, especially David. Wow, Warner. yeah. I mean, well, I did, like I'm not sure <laughs> where you would have wedged him in, but somewhere you thought. You get a job at something. Transformers, at least like a one-episode villain. I guess well, mostly notably, they were doing voice acting in the 90s, and that's when the only Transformers stuff being oh, done yeah, was dub, in, yeah. uh, well, it was Canada. in uh, Canada. You know, that place yeah. up there. Canada. Whatchamacallit. Yeah. And, I mean, David Warner has always sort of been on Transformers because, uh, Yes. Well, yes. Um, uh, Shockwave's voice is a... It's a David Warner impression. Man, Corey Burton has so much range, and he's really underappreciated. We don't and talk fact, enough uh, about Corey Burton's range. Yes. This, this episode is going to be filled with nothing but references, because it's kind of a basic episode. And the title is... Well, it's it's a movie that... Have any of us ever seen the... the I have. It's a good movie. Oh. Okay, I've... I don't think I've ever seen... I'm, I might have seen it because it was in the 80s and it was a weird thing. With Time Machine and shit. And Jack the Ripper. Yeah, uh, well, and Jack the Ripper and H.G. Wells. Which is an odd pairing, but hey, the, the dates line up, so, you know. And I mean, you, you know, you watch and you think, boy, wait, wait, this is, a, this, is a, this is a Jack the Ripper movie and Malcolm McDowell's in it. Malcolm McDowell is not Jack the Ripper. <laughs> I know. Wow. And it's, oh. Because I've uh, at least seen the trailer and it's like... Wait, Malcolm McDowell isn't the bad guy. How? And of course, the female lead is Mary Steenburgen, who married Malcolm McDowell. Ooh. Oh, neat. Which I always forget. I'm not sure. Also, in another popular time travel movie. Anyway, back to time after time. Uh, the Cindy Lauper song from 1983. Wait, Good no. song. Rescue Bots. I, also, I, I think there's an older or a remake or a di- there's another Time After Time song out there somewhere. Because I, I was trying to look shit up, and I was like, wait, I know this. But it was Cindy Lauper. It was like, confusing me. Anyway, we're going way off topic. Uh, anyway, this was written by Claire Eureta Lee, who will go on to write another Rescue Bots episode. It has a weird IMDb page. Like, she was, um, how weird? I mean, she's got some writing credits. Uh, this is her... She does not have a lot of animated writing credits. Oh. Like she did like documentary stuff. Huh. Docu what? Interesting. Like stuff for independent she she's got some actress credits, some set decorator credits. I feel like there was a point when like a bunch of things were doing time loop episodes that was shortly oh. after this, but the only one I can think of specifically was Agents of Shield. 
All right, they did that. Um, a couple of years after that, you had um, Russian Doll, the Natasha Leone series, which is really good. Mm-hmm. And you also had the movie Palm Springs with uh, Kristen Melotti and Andy Samberg, which is also really excellent. I recommend checking that out. And a few years before that, you had Stein's Gate with time travel and uh, in uh, Melancholy, or no, whatever the Harui's sequel was called with Endless Eight, where they had eight episodes in a row with the exact same dialogue, <laughs> just reanimated. <laughs> Sure. That killed my enjoyment of that show right quick. Uh, there, there's an X-Files episode that does this. Uh, even, I think, pre-Groundhog Day, there's a Star Trek The Next Generation episode that does it. Mm. Oh, that was pre-Groundhog Yeah, that sounds familiar. Oh, because Groundhog Day is 93, and I think that's the same year that uh, Next Generation ended. No, oh. Next Generation oh. ended later than that. I was well into high school when Next Generation ended. So that would have been more like 95. Okay, Next Generation ran until... 1994. May of 1994. Huh. Okay, so... And uh, the title of the episode is Cause and Effect, which aired in 92, a year before Groundhog Day. Oh, okay. Hmm. Uh, That's also the one that has Kelsey Grammer in it. (laughs) <laughs> oh, so, so it, it was a Frasier time travel episode, or time loop episode. <laughs> he, he just... I am wounded over and He just over kept hearing those over. blues of Colin. <laughs> <laughs> Frasier. Anyway, it is morning in Griffin Rock. We, we're having breakfast with the Burns family. Cade burns the toast. Danny... Constantly spilling coffee. Look, the hardest thing about making coffee is that you're expected to do it before you've made your coffee. (laughs) Yes, like, we're spoiling this episode. It's a time loop episode. But within the first, like, minute, it's like there's lots of little easily avoidable disasters that's like, I could tell this was going to be a time travel episode before it announced it was a time travel episode. But also it's called Time After Time. Yes. Well, yes, the time. But, well... Watching it online, it doesn't happen. I had a feeling time travel was going to be involved once we got to a uh, a a detail that will become known in a moment. Yes, but also Cade declares that he likes his toast burnt. So there. You know, I, I like to have my breakfast with the seizure with the feeling that I'm having a grand mal <laughs> seizure. <laughs> anyway, and of course, and Cody has a a. a Cheek new accessory, a uh, an old pocket watch that was in the police lost and found, and uh, local Barney Fife impersonator Deputy Barney gave it to him. I wonder who yes. they've arrested who would have a pocket watch. Yes, who who dresses uh, like it's eighteen eighty five? Who could time? that possibly? Like they only have two criminals and on this well, three criminals on this island, and two of them would have just left behind dun-colored hoodies. <laughs> it, it does kind of look l- l- like a steampunky watch, but it's also a sci-fi watch. And if you press this button, it goes and it makes weird noises and things. And it just it, it reminded me of a VTuber. Oh, I just it's like. 
you know, just the fact that it was in the prison lost and found. <laughs> well, yeah, it's in the prison lost and found. Well, I, I guess Second Amelia best Watson thing to, might have been arrested at some time, like if you, but she would have gotten out because she was a time traveler. Like if you, if you found a top hat with goggles on it in the <laughs> prison Well, lost yes, that would be... <laughs> Definitely. Then you would be pointing fingers at David Warner. Yeah, I've, I've got uh, I've got like a like a pocket square with a bunch of gears on it. Yeah. I can't imagine who this could have belonged uh, I'm, to. I'm gonna, I'm, we're going to call up that Burt Reynolds looking guy who's always speeding. It must be him. That guy loves gears. Uh, so yeah, it's like I don't know. Is hmm. anybody attempting to steal brass polish in town lately? Yeah. It- Anyway, so you know he, you know he, he, uh, his dad offers him a ride because there is all sorts of commotion going on downtown because a clock tower is being dedicated. Oh yes, and uh, more foreshadowing. It's like, h- how many different time travel things did you watch right before this? <laughs> so many. One point twenty-one gigawatts. Power of love. I, I am surprised Doc Green wasn't more involved in this episode. <laughs> well, we do yeah. see his uh, we do not see his time DeLorean machine. briefly. Yes, yeah. we see his de- his modified DeLorean. Yes, he should have been in a DeLorean with a dog in the car. Sadly, neither of their dogs made an appearance in this episode. Yeah, well, their dogs are um, Rottweilers, Dobermans, yes, or Dobermans. Dobermans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of Malcolm McDowell, it's entirely, it's also entirely possible this watch has "Time is the fire" in which we all burn inscribed <laughs> on it. <laughs> now you've got to walk into the ribbon, Cody. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so he's walking. Oh, to wow. S- wow! How many time travel movies has he been, he been in? That's definitely one of those lines that you expect to have been from something better than a Star Trek movie. It's a pretty good Star Trek movie. It could. Well, it's, it's like, like the second best Next Generation movie. <laughs> wow! What the fuck's the best one then? Uh, First Contact. First Contact is. Isn't that First Contact? Yes. No, for, no, uh, First Contact is the one where they go back in time, and there's the Borg, and um, yeah. the guy from Babe. Uh, Generations is the one with Kirk, and Picard, and Malcolm McDowell, and there's like a time ribbon. I think I forgot that those were separate movies. <laughs> well, they, they're, they're, neither of them are great. I think I prefer the time ribbon one to Data saying lock and load. That's Insurrection. I was <laughs> the fuck? Now I'm confusing them. And now, okay, and now you're going to say, okay, kind of blend together because none of them are really good. And then you're going to say, and hey, what's the deal with uh, how they fit Picard's clone into that? That's a fourth movie. <laughs> I know that one is the most shit one. <laughs> we can all agree on that. Yes. No, uh, First Contact I, is the one where Worf. Despite having Ron Perlman, that one's not good. Anyway, uh, First Contact is the one where Worf says, assimilate this, and then, like, punches okay. a Borg. I, I am very, uh, I'm probably more familiar with First Contact just because due to various things dealing with timing of income and being old enough to have a job, I had a shit ton of toys from it. Is that the one with the wedding? That was the one with the no, penis No, that's rocket. Nemesis. 
<laughs> they all blend the fuck together. <clears throat> oh my god. The important thing is Magic Carpet Ride. <laughs> Uh, great reference to that on Lower Decks uh, this uh, this season. Nice. I I should probably watch that. They even got James Cromwell back. Nice. I think there, there's like a free week something going on right now. A free month, I think. Ephraim oh, Cochran. Okay. Maybe I'll do it. Ephraim yes. Cochran. Ephraim Cochran. I do want to see Lower Decks. I don't really care about any of the other new Star Trek stuff, but I... I well, you can uh, watch it while it. you're watching, while you're having a Paramount Plus subscription for Earthspark. Oh, that's right. Oh, yes, that was the other reason I wanted to at least see a couple episodes, because without a free month, there ain't no way I'm seeing Earthspark. I'm pretty sure you can get a free month hey, right now. Well, it, it is going to be on Nickelodeon at some point. I don't remember what channel Nickelodeon is. Oh, okay, well, it's, it's going to be on broadcast here. It's going to be on basically in Canada. It's so I'm the one be able to watch that's got cartoons that aren't Teen Titans Go. <laughs> it's got the I ones know, that I just. It's the one that has cartoons remember. that are SpongeBob. Yes. All oh, right, they're SpongeBob babies now. There are going to be so many digressions. In yes. The other question is: Are you going to watch it while you're kind of high or really high? <laughs> if it's really high, I think you go with SpongeBob. Yes. Anywho. So anyway, back Cody, to the yeah. first five minutes of yeah. this episode. Penny pauses up a tree yeah. because Yeah, Cody Cody while well, Cody's walking to school, uh, Mr you know, run you know, runs into Frankie, Mrs. Petty or Mr. Pettypaws chases a squirrel. Squirrels are gonna Ooh. be a recurring theme in this episode. Yes. Well uh, it is no it is no not November or <laughs> non stop uh-huh. nut November, depending upon your choice. Well this episode is certainly non stop nuts. Yes. yes, it's funnier. There are a great deal of uh, of legumes in this episode. There are many anyway. nuts in this episode. <laughs> anyway, so and of course this ends. The squirrel ends up running onto Mister Harrison, the guy who's always wearing that helipack Wait. recording disaster. Well, yes. I'm not sure they've named him before. Maybe they I'm have. I'm pretty but sure they I've have. Just forgotten. Yes, but I don't remember him having lines before. He's occasionally had lines once or twice, maybe, but. Usually if it's, it's, if it's ah. happened, it's been a while. Yeah. There's been a grunt, like, I don't remember him having full sentences. <laughs> because this thing is just a constant disaster. Hmm. I mean, it's not a constant disaster. We just don't see it brought to our attention on days when <laughs> it's not, like, on fire and crashing into things. Yeah, so, so luckily the rescue bots uh, rescue him. They also rescue Mr. Pettypaws. I think, is this the first time we're actually seeing the inside of Cody and Frankie's school? Also, yes, Boulder so. tells Mr. Pettypaws that he needs to stop chasing squirrels, and Mr. Pettypaws purrs and rubs up against his head. <laughs> well, I suppose it's not out of character for a children's cartoon to have children and you never see them into schools, because Ed, 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 and Eddie did that for four seasons, I think, oh. before they finally the showed the school. Schools are boring. Well, yeah, the entire... The entire gag, like the first three seasons, was like, "No, we're not showing them in school. They're always in the cul-de-sac." And then eventually, it's like, "Okay, let's do a season at the school." Uh, and this is the first time we're seeing one of their teachers, uh, Mr. Schultz, who we couldn't afford the actual Benson. Yes, it's Jeff Bennett's cheap knockoff. Because ben this Stein. is Jeff Bennett doing fake Ben Stein. Yes. Anybody? Welcome to class, Anybody? children. Bueller. We are having a pop quiz today. And if you pass the quiz, you win my money. <laughs> yes. I watched so much win Ben Stein's money back in the day. 
There was a oh, point when yeah. we were thinking that the uh, the BotCon trivia contest just needed to be win Monzo's money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so so yeah, they're they're all heading after this pop quiz. They're heading out to watch the dedication. The uh, and you know they, they they go there. Frankie gets a look at uh, Cody's pocket watch, and she's just that is so nineteenth century. She's not impressed. <laughs> so this is like an atomic clock, or I mean, we'll find out, but. Just the, the, they're very worked mm. up about how accurate this clock is. It has like a crazy techno babble name that I cannot exactly recall. Magno Fusion. Oh, Magno Fusion technology. Which they don't mention until a little later in the episode. Wait. But. Of course, Mayor Lusky's there calling it the Lusky Clockski or whatever the fuck. Yes, of course he is. Mm. So of course there is, uh, there is once more a, a disaster here with this, this truck driver again. Thankfully, he does not seem to be driving a truck full of, uh, you know, explosive poison or anything. Just rocks. Yeah, not this time. <laughs> but it does end up hitting a fire hydrant that knocks a tool bot. It, it's a, it's a Rube Goldberg. Well, it's either Rube Goldberg it's or. A, it's a very short. It, it, it's final. It's so like, we're, we're, yeah, we're final destinationing here. Yeah, it, it doesn't have as many steps as Rube Goldberg usually does. You gotta be like up to ten steps to be a proper Rube Goldberg. Yeah, yeah there's some, someone called Tony Todd here. <laughs> uh, he's busy being over in the other Transformer show that was airing at the time. Yes, he was busy. <laughs> oh yeah, isn't he getting a new toy? Tony Todd? Well, there's probably some sort of Candyman figure well, coming out. No, the, um, what was it, Dreadwing? Oh, right, Dreadwing, yes. I, yes, yeah. there, there, there is allegedly one in the rumor pipeline. Yeah. Anyway, so, so somebody's, so this, uh, this lady's car ends up running into the tower, a couple of bricks fall, nobody dies, uh, you know, the mayor's mad because his speech is ruined, and, you know, Griffin Rock is just an endless series of disasters, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. How, yeah. how did anybody survive living on this island before the rescue bots came along? It it I is doubtful. Know. Like e- even if like the death rate wasn't higher, the accident rate was st- astronomical like before t- the rescue bots showed up. Two people on this island have all their limbs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is surprising we don't have more um, people with artificial limbs. Well, Techno Island on and the accident rate. Yeah. So you know the the, the clock the clock strikes nine and then and put your little hand in mine. There ain't no hill or mountain we can't climb. Because we are back. <laughs> okay, campers, rise and shine, and don't forget your booties, because it's cold out there today. <laughs> Welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Rescue Bots podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I got you, babe. If you're lost and you're looking, you will find me. Not Sunny and Cher. I'm David. I got you, babe. Do, 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 do. Okay, that's enough. That's right. We are back at 8 o'clock. It's morning. Cody's coming down to breakfast. Everybody's ruining breakfast in the same way. <laughs> and then, you know, Cody, you know, he's experiencing deja vu and he explains everything. And then and we have kid, an explanation of what deja vu is, because this is a little kid show. Kids don't know what right, deja it's French, vu is. They might not know. And yeah. of course, Cade wants to know what uh, the winning lots of box numbers are for tonight. 
like, well, no, it only went to 9 o'clock. Yeah, it went to 9 o'clock. So if you need to know something that happened an hour from now, I'm your man. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Next time, he'll grab an almanac. I mean, he won't. So, th- so this time, he's able to minority report all of these uh, all these disasters. He's like, hey, stop Mr. Pettipaws from chasing that squirrel. Stop that truck from getting in here. Wait. It, it's a very basic Groundhog Day after you figured out the pattern thing. It's like, because people have seen Groundhog Day at this point. <laughs> it's I mean, like, oh yeah, I know what the fuck's going on, damn Not six-year-olds. All right, so I've, I've got to learn how to play piano. I've got to uh, I've got to get Michael Shannon tickets to WrestleMania. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately... How uh, the fuck did he get those tickets? That part's confusing. I mean, uh, gee, that's a good question. Maybe that he knew there was somebody, he knew everybody in town, maybe he knew there was somebody in town who couldn't make it to WrestleMania. That's gotta be the only answer, cause there's no way, you can't get them faxed, you can't order them online back then was, when the movie was I mean, made. you used to go to a, a place that sold tickets and just buy the tickets and they just printed them out there. But this is a, well, yeah, I don't know if they would have that town, place in Punks of Time. Yes. It's not a I mean, big they, enough town. Do they have a mall? I don't know. We just used to... It does not appear that they have a mall. Gosh, we never it see was them like go a, to a mall. Well, we I mean, you could go, go to, to the, the, the box office of the place that you were doing it, or I think, like, department stores, just at, like, the service counter. I don't oh. know. I'm having it very t- vague memories, because normally my uh, camping out for concert tickets experiences were... Involved a lot of like sleep deprivation and coffee and not much, not really anything worse than that because I was pretty straight edge as a kid. But sleep deprivation Going and coffee to the venue. I don't remember where it's held that year, but presumably it's Madison Square Garden. No, it's in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Oh. Although I okay, don't then- think WrestleMania was actually in Pittsburgh that year. Maybe. Well. I don't think it was ever been in Pittsburgh, to be honest. It, but I, it's probably been in it's Pittsburgh. Been I definitely remember, like, sleeping, trying to get some sleep in the trunk of my neon in a mall parking lot, waiting for concert tickets. So I feel like it was like a department store service counter kind of service. <laughs> okay, apparently there was... The, oh, the first one was in Pittsburgh? Okay. I'm trying to remember if that was the, that's the one where Andy Warhol was. What? Andy Warhol at WrestleMania? That sounds ridiculous. Like, they're doing some sort of, like, backstage interview with, like, I don't know, Andre the Giant or something. And then some guy, like, takes a wrong turn and, like, goes through a door and comes in. And it's obviously Andy Warhol who was there. And then he's like, oh, hey, Andy Warhol, why don't you tell us about what you thought about today's main event? Oh, wow, what the fuck? Yeah, I guess that was WrestleMania 1. Wow. Weird. I mean, wow, you know, his hair looks worse than normal. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, Andy Warhol was gay. You got a bunch of guys in, you know, underpants and who are in great shape. You know, I don't know. Yeah, well, yes, why he would want to be there, but I don't know why they would want him there. He, you know, he bought a ticket. He, he was he very famous tickets. at the time. I guess. I mean, it's like there was from... a lot of crossover with the, you know, Hulk Hogan and uh, Cindy Lauper audience until they did something about it. Well, yes. Andy Warhol's just an outlier. It, 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 it's incongruous. It fucks with my timeline. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, so yeah, so they're now going to go see, you know, Cody's quite sure that he's 
travel through time. So he's going to talk to Doc Green, who is the man to talk about, even though at the moment he's making a terrifying-looking energy drink. <laughs> yes. That apparently is going to have algae in it. Mmm. Delicious. Weird energy drink nonsense. Oh, that doesn't sound good. Anyway, so Doc Green doesn't really understand why it's only Cody having this. There's no scientific explanation, so it obviously must be the explanation from Groundhog Day, which is a witch. <laughs> I do appreciate that Doc Green's response is not literally, but basically like, this isn't even the weirdest thing to happen this week. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, oh, hey, that's, that's, you're, you're stuck in a time loop, huh? That's, that's interesting. Mm. I think it's more interesting that it turns out it isn't Transformers related in the yes. end. It's not Energon. Yeah. Like, it's not a transwarp accident. No. Oh, so, man, you know, it they, should be transwarp. So, yeah, the bots are putting up detour signs, and, you know, everything seems to be okay. But then again, in comes the Squirrel of Doom, and the clock tower almost get hits a get, gets hit again. No. But it doesn't, and so disaster is averted, and so obviously things are going to go back to normal, but they don't, and then... Cody is going back through the loop. Okay, campers, rise and shine, and don't forget your booties, because it's cold out there today. <laughs> Welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Rescue Bots podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I got you, babe. If you're lost and you're looking, you will find me. Not Sunny and Cher. <laughs> I'm David. I got you, babe. Do, 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 do. Okay, that's enough. That's right. This is this is this is our final loop. Thankfully, we do not go the Groundhog Day route, in which Cody lives multiple lifetimes. <laughs> yes, that that would be a little bit much for a children's cartoon of a child, yeah. especially since it's, he only gets a, especially since he only gets an hour. <laughs> yeah, I think you'd just go insane. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it would be okay if it was more than just three. But an extended loop, yeah, that would be kind of bad. Yes. So anyway, now he's trying to, you know, he, he stops him from burning the toast, stops Danny from spilling the coffee, and now they're just going to go to Doc Green right away. Yes. Not so even going to mess around. Uh, so he, he explains, obviously something must have damaged the clock already. So they, they go, up to, go up to the clock tower. Uh, thankfully, they do not have to fight uh, the clock king. <laughs> <laughs> Alas, they should. You did worse than that, Cade. You made me late. <laughs> oh, wow. A clocking episode where Batman is Groundhog Day. That would be interesting. Oof. I... They must... The, wait, they're... Well, in the first episode uh, where the clocking is, he's just like a freak obsessed with yeah, clocks. Yeah, he's... Like, everything's on time. And then I think the second time he turns up, he has some sort of time machine or yeah, something. Yeah, he has a time manipulator thing, but it's not Groundhog Day. Like, he could just rewind oh, okay. time a little bit, I think. It's been a while since I've seen that, but, but like, okay. more of a Groundhog Day episode with Clock King, and it would be fun. Uh, just bring and back Batman the Animated Series. They yes. are. Wait, what? Yes. Okay. Awesome. It's like it's like Batman Dark Detective or something. It's, sure. But yeah, it's it's coming back. Although I it was going to be on HBO Max and now <laughs> HBO Max is kind of in trouble, so it's Lol. being shopped around. I'm sure somebody'll pick it up. It's it's Batman the Animated yep. Series. People love it. Please chuck it onto Netflix so I can see it. Or Disney Plus. That seems unlikely. I know Disney Plus is unlikely, but you know. 
Anyway, so Kate, you know, they're making sure all all disasters are not going to befall this tower. But Kate and Graham, they eventually find the the battery of this thing. Uh, complete, and we get some ominous shots of a squirrel scampering around this thing. And indeed, this battery is chock full of nuts. <gasps> it is the squirrel's fault. It is nonstop nut November. Be like the squirrel girl, give it away. <laughs> squirrel girl has a theme oh, song. Oh, 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 oh. Also, at, at one point, uh, when when they're taking it to Dr. Green the second time, I, I skipped over this in my notes, uh, Cade announces that uh, Cody knows these things because he's psycho. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. <laughs> and and now, do you think the ground? Do you think the squirrel is a groundhog? Is a roundabout r- Groundhog Day reference? Well, yes, because it, it's an animal involved. Yeah, squirrel, Groundhog. Don't I don't drive know. Angry. I think it's just a squirrel. Well, they, they did. They did need a chaos element, and a groundhog is not going to climb Causing up clock problems. tower. You need a squirrel because squirrels nuts loose. You know, it, it's a decent. You know, thing. they they. It was either that or a crow. They they used to pull the squirrel out of the clock tower, and they used to eat it. You're hypocrites, all of you. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so the the squirrel has indeed, you know, it's been leaving its the the nuts all over this tower, and it's also been gnawing on the power cable, as you do when you have sharp yeah, teeth. Yeah, they'll do that. Growing. So he, you know, he tries to shoo it away. The clock strikes nine. He averts the time loop, but then falls out of this clock tower. So yes, I guess he falls to his death. Uh, except instead, Heatwave is able to blast him with water, which slows his fall until he can be caught, which, okay, sure. Well, it's, it's, I guess it's better than landing in giant metal robot hands that are always soft. Yeah. Yes. This has long been a point of contention. I, I could, it has. They must have, like, pads of soft metal or yeah, something. Yeah, we, we've, we've had this discussion before. <laughs> or soft material. From, like, back in the, the, Marvel G1 days. Yeah, so People I guess have been the... like, how does that work? Their hands should be hard. So, so yeah, so I guess, I guess at 9 o'clock, the squirrel was going to bite down on this thing. It was going to cause a power surge, which would cause this time loop. But then that still doesn't answer the question, why Cody and nobody else? <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Hmm. And the, oh, and what could the answer be? Perhaps the new accessory that he talked about extensively at the beginning of the episode? <laughs> oh, uh, why, well, yes, it could. Indeed, it turns out that the uh, the pocket watch has a time crystal inside, which matches the one from uh, a certain time machine they're in possession of. And, oh, oh, what's this? You, you rub on that, uh, the back of that watch a little? Oh, it's Dr. Morocco's logo. <laughs> Whose watch did they think it was? Did they think it was... Evan and Miles watch? Did they do they seem like people who carry around pocket watches? Uh no. No they do not. It was not much of a mystery. Really. No. Which that guy those pocket watches. Come on. This just feels like more of a reference that Dr. Morocco is the master. Oh. <laughs> Where, where's his working TARDIS? One does yeah, doesn't he have a, like a pocket watch motif at some point? I think so. Probably. Or well well and also well like, of course I guess the doctor also used a pocket watch in that one episode where he like made himself human so that he oh, could yeah. avoid the that's a really good uh, pair of episodes written by Paul Cornell. I think one of the old doctors had a watch, but it wasn't like a big thing. I mean they probably you know, they they dressed like, you know, like eighteenth century fancy boys. I'm yeah. sure they had a pocket watch. Yeah, oh. maybe it was the third. <laughs> 
I mean, people may have just had pocket watches at the time. Well, admittedly, yes. And I mean, it's like how they tell told time. I, I think I had no. a pocket watch. I don't remember if I really used it much. And again, I haven't worn a watch a, in twenty years at this point. <laughs> and yeah, so that is the episode. I, you know, I, I I enjoy time loop episodes. This one, you know, it's got only got half an hour to work with. Yeah, it's, it's kind of narrow. And it's, it, it's got to work some bot action in there, but it's fun. It's it's a good time. Does manage to keep its time travel into a one half hour episode instead of stretching it over eight episodes, repeating the same shit boringly. <sighs> I really, really hate that show. I thought the one, the uh, Agents of Shield one was pretty well done, but yeah, and well, of course they had, they had an extra hour, or yeah, an extra half hour a- rather. They had, like, the full hour. An hour is better for a time loop thing, because you get to mess around and yeah. do a little bit more. You that X-Files episode, too. Groundhog Day stuff. you you got to very, be very economical in half an hour. Well, 23 minutes. Yes. Or actually, this is more like so I believe that. Yeah. So that now brings us to David's Tokusatsu Corner. Right. This week on 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 5, man! I hate hard workers. <laughs> oh. Galactic scientist Doldora, the, the woman of the evil generals who is always in gold and horns and stuff. Anyway, she, she's setting up her new science lab, which is filled with brand new Tandy computers. What does they look like, Tandy computers? The big old CRT monitors. Because it's, it's the Ooh, 80s. My favorite kind. Anyway, she's making a new monster by combining what looks like one of their generic mooks in a test tube with a mushroom to create Eno Killergan, which I presumably, I, Eno is, I guess, mushroom in Japanese or something? I don't know. I didn't look it up. Okay. Anyway, it's a big mushroom monster. Creed sends out spores that it calls bacteria that cause mushrooms to grow out of the backs of people and make them really lazy. Ew. And this is the episode because apparently the plan of, of the monsters, the bad guys, is make everyone on Earth lazy because how the hell could these little monkeys be as advanced as they are? No, they're pitiful. We, we must make them lazy so we oh. can take them over easier because we're superior aliens or whatever shit. Anyway, the, the sure. big mushroom thing is like it, it, it gets annoyed at a green grocer and sticks a mushroom in him, makes him lazy, does that to other people, teachers, whatever. Uh, the rangers show up because people are lazy everywhere. They fight the monster. Monster throws mushrooms. that are mushroom bombs. And then they get away oh. and stuff. There, there's various subtitling of chuckling. Sadly, no billions chuckling. He hasn't been in the last two episodes really doing much of anything. Aww. Um, no ominous music intensifies. No, not 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 the the, the subtitle things have, but it's funny. It's basic chuckles, grunting, simple things. Uh, but the bad guys are celebrating early as their empress leader in a wall shouts at them. You're celebrating too early. You have not taken over Earth yet. Although your plan is going rather well, but get out there and do more shit. While they're doing that, uh, there's more cutaways to people being lazy. Sadly, there's no lazy dog with a mushroom on his back. But we do have uh, lazy cops helping a burglar with the stuff he has stolen. 
It's like he's escaping. Uh, there's news reports on TV that the Rangers are watching of, uh, of the news anchors reporting these things. The mushroom monster shows up behind them, puts mushrooms in them, and then they just start singing karaoke. So interpretations of laziness vary throughout this episode. Uh, meanwhile, the yellow ranger is trapped in a subplot where he's, she's helping, um, the child of the grocer who was the first guy to get mushroomed. Like the kid is doing the grocery deliveries instead of the dad. And, and it's a whole subplot I really don't give a shit about. But it does end up with her being smart. I was like, oh wait, if I'm industrious, this monster will try to stop me and make me lazy because he hates hard workers. So she's out driving the groceries in the, those little mini, like, oh, what do you call it? Like a vanette truck things that only exist in Japan. Where it's like the front end of a little van and the yeah. back end is a very tiny pickup. I don't pickup. know what it's called. Yeah, I know. I can't Google it. It's like a tiny pickup that are adorable. So she's driving around in that and the monsters show up and, and then the mooks come out and she uses the mooks as a human shield while the monster's trying to spread his bacteria and then the mooks are lazy. They just drop their weapons like, well, we can't fight anymore. We're lazy now. Anyway, the other rangers show up. This is basic. Big fight. My monster grows big. It, it's kind of a stock end of the episode. But and then there's a long sequence at the end of people being demushroomed, and and they're they're going back to life. It's like, oh no, I got I got to do a checkout things, and and the cops are like, oh fuck that burglar, and life goes back to normal. It, 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 the end. It is a bit of a crazy scheme, but it's not as crazy as the last few have been. Mm-hmm. It's just mushroom laziness, uh-huh. the, the usual. <laughs> the usual mushroom lazy. Yeah. All right, so that does it for us for this week. We'll be back next week with more Transformers Rescue Bots action. Until then, you can find us all over here. We are on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and we have a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses. That is patreon.com slash iaconunderground. Uh, for as little as a dollar a month, you can join us with our monthly special episodes. Uh, for the month of November, we are going to be going back uh, to a, a classic that is just now getting a sequel series on Disney Plus because no one can leave an old property alone. Uh, <laughs> and we are going to watch the classic fantasy movie Willow. Uh, right. One of us for the first time. Ooh, that's me. Yes. One of us for nearly the first time. Yeah, uh, I saw it for the first time like maybe a year ago tops. So, uh, like I, like I said, it's extremely George Lucas. I haven't seen it in like 15 years or more, probably. I, I should read the, uh, I should find a copy of that novelization so I can see if anybody uses the focus totality of their powers. (laughs) Uh, uh, (laughs) Yeah. Or if anybody gets mind controlled. Yeah, if anybody gets mind controlled, uh, if that. there are any teenage girls being dominated by older women, oh, no. you know, oh, the, usual, the usual stuff. A 45 meter tall grade schooler. That's the next episode I'm going to be watching. <laughs> That's a great title. All right. So, so until next time, 
when we be having pirates on the horizon, mateys. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm excited to watch the Pirates of Dark Water. I'm David. There's a motorcycle outside. What the hell? Mm-hmm. It's very loud. And we'll be seeing how long I can do this bad Jeffrey Rush voice. Yeah. Okay, campers, rise and shine, and don't forget your booties, because it's cold out there today. <laughs> Welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Rescue Bots podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I got you, babe. If you're lost and you're looking, you will find me. Not stunning and share. I'm David. I got you, babe. To do. Okay, that's enough. That's right. This is time after 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 time.